What a great and joyous day it is to worship together. I hope that you have been contemplating the songs that we've been singing, that you've been thinking about the prayers that men have led us through, and that you've been praying along with each and every one of us. Open your Bibles to Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4, and we're going to look at a question that Jesus asks over and over and over again. This question is, uh, look in uh, verse 23 with me. Mark chapter 4, looking in verse 23. A statement, rather, that he says over and over. In verse 23, he says this, Anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. Take heed what you hear. With the same measure you use will be measured to you. And to you who hear, more will be given. For whoever has to him more will be given. But whoever does not have... Even what he has will be taken away from him. The question this morning that we're going to ask ourselves is derived from this statement. Jesus says this thing over and over and over again. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. If you have ears to hear, let him hear. He says this, Matthew 11, 15, 13, 9, 13, 43. He says it again to the churches in Revelation. To the seven churches of Asia, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Revelation 2, 7, 11, 17, 29, and then on into chapter 3. Whoever has an ear to hear, let him hear. So the question this morning is how well do we listen? And I like asking that question because as soon as you say that, everyone's head comes up and they sit up straight and tall. How well do you listen? You may be thinking, great, the, the preacher's going on. He's talking about how no one listens to the preacher. That's not what we're looking at this morning. It is a little bit. Let's look at a couple of types of um, hearers, a couple of types of listeners that we see. The sayings that we look at in Matthew that Jesus says, and when he says them again to the churches of Asia, tell us that something important is being said. What's being said is very important, so pay attention and listen, is really what Jesus is saying. And Jesus, when he's talking to the multitudes, he has the exact same problem that parents have to children. Teachers have to children. Adults have to adults. Hey, are you listening to me? Hey, listen, this is really important. Jesus has that same problem with the multitudes. And so he says it in ways that they can understand. He tells them things in parables. Talks on on their level. Many today do not appreciate the importance of listening well. Yet this is something that we come to services knowing that we're going to do for 35, 45 times 2 with Bible classes. So let's talk a little bit about ways to listen well. First type of listener that I want to talk about this morning is those that are dull of hearing. Turn with me to Hebrews chapter 5. Hebrews chapter 5, looking in verse 11. And I love hearing the rustling of pages. I like seeing the glow from iPads on our faces that tells us that we're in the Word and we're listening. Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 11. The Hebrew writer has talked about many weighty things up until this point in time. 
But he says, of whom we have much to say and hard to explain, since you become dull of hearing. It's difficult to explain things to someone who is dull of hearing. And we're not talking IQ. We're not talking intelligence level. When someone is called dull of hearing in the scriptures, that's because they've turned their heart off. Their heart is turned off to the things that are being said. And when we say heart, we're not talking about that beating thing within our chest. We're talking about the, the inner workings of the way that man is, the spirit, if you will. The fault is not with the subject matter. The fault is not with the presenter. The fault is with the listener when someone is dull of hearing. And they're this way because they are dull of heart. They've turned their hearts off to God. This prevents them from turning to God. This prevents them from understanding the truth. This prevents them from being saved by God when someone is dull of hearing. Most certainly, we do not want to be this kind of listener. The next one is those that have itching ears. These people are really good at listening to what they want to listen to. 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 3. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they'll turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside by fables. These listen. Those with itching ears do listen, but they've got selective hearing. They only hear what they want to hear, and they put the things that they want to hear in front of themselves. They only listen to what is pleasing. They don't like sound doctrine. This is, if we're going to lump a lot of people into a category, this is the category a lot of people are in. You only talk to the people who agree with you. You only um, read the verses that you want to read. When verses um, like that in Galatians uh, say that um, we're saved through faith and we're saved for this and that, they love quoting that. But they won't read that next verse that says, Save through faith and baptism. We won't go on and read those verses because we have itching ears. Look in 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 2. This is the admonition that Paul is giving Timothy. He tells Timothy that people will have itch- itching ears. And look what he says beforehand. He says, here's how you fix that. Or here's how you can counteract that. He gives him a solution. In verse 2 he says, preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching. Why? Because people are about to not listen. And you have to be able to give that defense that you have. You have to be ready in season and out of season. Third type of the listener would be those with a heart that is honest and good. Look, at, look in Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8, talking about the uh, parable of the seed. Jesus gives an explanation of the parable of the sower, the one that's tossing the seed out and the various grounds that it falls on. The one that we want to be is this one that we see in verse 15. The ones that fell on the good ground are those who have heard the word with a noble and good heart, keep it and bear fruit with patience. Look at some of the other options we have, though, in verse 11. Now, the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. Those by the wayside are the ones who hear. 
then the devil comes and takes the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. The ones on the rock are those who, when they hear, receive the word with joy. And these have no root, who believe for a while and in time of temptation fall away. Now the ones that fell among the thorns are those who, when they've heard, go out and are choked with cares, riches, and pleasures of life and bring no fruit to maturity. But the ones that fell on the good ground are those who, having heard the word with a noble and good heart, keep it and bear fruit with patience. These are the kind of people such as the Bereans that we see in Acts chapter 17. Those who are fair-minded, those who are giving anything they hear an honest chance. And so as they were studying the scriptures and they hear things presented to them, they gave the scriptures an honest chance. And being listeners with a good and honest heart, they found it to be true. And they patterned their lives after what Christ has told them. Let's go ahead and look. There's, there's some language there that I want to read in Acts chapter 17. Acts chapter 17 and verse 11. These were more fair-minded, talking about those in, Ber- in Berea um, that Paul and Silas were sent to. These were more fair-minded than those who were in Thessalonica, more noble-minded, some translations might read, in that they received the word with readiness... They searched the scriptures daily to find out whether these things were so. And many of them believed, and also not a few of the Greeks, prominent women and men as well. But then it made those that had itching ears or dull of hearing ears, some of the Jews in the city, it made them jealous. It made them want to do bad things to these people who were doing what was right. So this is the one that we want to be. We want to have an honest and good heart as we are listening. But why is good listening important? We know what we should be, but why is it important? Good listening is essential to a lot of different things that we're about to look at. Good listening is essential to being blessed. If you have your Bibles, go to Matthew chapter 13. Matthew chapter 13, he says, I speak to them, Jesus does, in parables, because seeing they don't see, hearing they don't hear, nor do they understand. Verse 14 of this same chapter says, And then the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled, which says, Hearing you will hear and shall not understand, and seeing you will see and not perceive, for the hearts of this people have grown dull. Their ears are hard of hearing, their eyes have closed, lest they should see with their ears, see with their eyes and hear with their ears, lest they should understand with their hearts and turn, so that I should heal them, he says. For those that are willing to listen, there are wonderful things to learn. But notice we said, those that are willing to listen. For those that are willing to listen, the blessings that come through Christ are unmatched. They are innumerable. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3 tells us this. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. If we don't listen carefully, though, we miss out from these blessings. We're going to go to some verses later on that tell us that uh, we cannot believe if we do not hear. And we'll work through that progression in just a second. But if we are not listening, if we're not hearing with a good and honest, open heart, we will not be blessed. Good listening is essential to having a saving faith. Having a saving faith. Romans chapter 10 and verse... um, Let's read verse 14 through 17. 
Romans chapter 10, verse 14 through 17. How then shall I call on him in whom they have not believed? How shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? How shall they preach unless they are sent? As it's written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad, who, who bring glad tidings of good things. But they've not all obeyed the gospel, for Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report? So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Our faith, our saving faith that we have, comes through the proclamation of the gospel. But the only way that we can get that saving faith is if we are actively listening. And I am not negating the fact, when I say listen, I'm not saying that the only way you can come to Christ is by physically hearing with your ears the word. You can be in your own Bible. You can read it out loud in the word. And truly, Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But let's recognize what the things that are written in the book are written for. These are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. So we are not negating reading your Bible, reading the scriptures. We're talking about the import of doing it with an open heart. Listening truly. Does your listening hinder your faith is a question we might can ask. Are you listening with itching ears? Well, if you are, you're off on the wrong path. You're only listening to what you want to hear. If you're listening with a dull heart, your heart's not open to the true gospel. Luke chapter 8 and verse 15, we've read this one already, but it talks about bearing fruit. The, the, the word is sown. Uh, and, and fruit should be born from those with that open and sincere heart. And notice there was only one kind of soil that bore fruit. It was that good soil. It was the one who listened properly. Colossians chapter 1, let's turn there together. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 6. This, Paul is writing to the Colossian brethren, and, and he's talking about this idea of bearing fruit. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 6. He talks about the hope which is laid up for you in heaven in verse 5, of which you heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel which has come to you, as it has also in all the world, and is bringing forth fruit as it is also among you since the day you heard and knew the grace of God in truth. He says, you've learned it from Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf, who also declared to us your love in the Spirit. The Colossians were bearing fruit since the day that they heard the word preached to them. Have we done that same thing? Since the day that we've heard the word preached to us, we've bore fruit? I'm ashamed to say I have not. That's what Paul tells us, that these Colossian brethren have borne fruit since the day that they've heard it. Good listening is essential to avoid drifting. We've talked about this idea of, a drift, of drifting um, a couple of times. Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 1, Therefore we must give them more earnest heed to the things we have heard, lest we drift away. For if the word spoken through angels proved steadfast... And every transgression and disobedience received a just reward. And he asks a question here, the Hebrew writer does. How shall we escape? How shall we escape 
if we neglect so great a salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed to us by those who heard him. The question he asks, how shall we escape? He gives a solution. You give more earnest heed to the things that you have heard. Most often, poor listening is the first step to apostasy. Those that were trying to bind the Jewish law on early Christians, and those that are still trying to do that today, are led astray because they have not listened to the whole counsel of God. They have those itching ears. They want to bind those things, and so they continue to do. Many denominations that are in the world today that are present, no matter what religion, are led astray because they have itching ears. They're dull of heart. They have not listened to what has been told to them. Good listening is essential to avoid rejection, to avoid condemnation. Let's, let's read a couple of places. Uh, Matthew chapter 10, starting in verse 14. And whoever will not hear you nor hear your words when you depart from that house or city, shake off the dust of your feet. Assuredly, I say to you, it will be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. That's Jesus sending out his apostles, sending out his disciples to say, go and teach. And notice what he says will happen if they don't hear him. Because this is not the apostles, this is not the disciples' words that they're saying. They're not going spreading the gospel of Peter. They're spreading the gospel of Jesus the Christ, telling the good news, preaching the gospel. But Jesus here says, if they don't listen, shake your feet off, go somewhere else. It would be better to be in Sodom and Gomorrah than to be in that city that doesn't listen. Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed with fire and brimstone from heaven. (laughs) I would hate to see what is going to happen in that city. Acts chapter 13 tells something similar. Acts chapter 13. On the next Sabbath, almost the whole city, this is verse 44, came together to hear the word of God. The whole city did to hear the word of God in Antioch. But when the Jews saw the multitudes, they were filled with envy, and they began contradicting and blaspheming, and they opposed the things spoken by Paul. Paul and Barnabas grew bold and said, It was necessary that the word of God should be spoken to you first, but since you rejected it and judge yourselves unworthy of everlasting life, behold, we turn to the Gentiles, for so the Lord has commanded us. And he quotes Old Testament scripture. By not listening, the Jews had heaped up condemnation on themselves. They were rejected by God after not accepting Jesus the Christ. Think about Nineveh. Jonah goes through this whole ordeal of not going to Nineveh. He preaches the word one time and they repent. The Ninevites were doing the wrong thing, but it was more blessed for them to repent from that and come back because they heard the word. There's one side of the coin, hearing the gospel one time, hearing the the word of God one time, as the Ninevites did, and turning back. How many people have you had conversations with one time, three times, five times, 20 times? Many reject the gospel when they're given the opportunity. And they've heaped up condemnation. They've heaped up rejection of God upon themselves. And this is not just for those that are 
outside of God's people. We can be rejected by God. We can be condemned by God. Yes, when we're baptized, we are immersed in water. We are immersed in the grave. We come out of the grave a new creature. But that doesn't mean we can't sin after that. So, how do we listen better? These are, I'm going to try to keep them based in Scripture, and then the lesson will be yours. But suggestions for better listening. Make listening an act of worship. When we sing, we think about how we're singing as an act of worship. When we pray, we think of how we're praying as an act of worship. Is how you listen to the Word of God any different of an indication as to where your heart is at? It is as much of an indication showing your devotion to God as bowing your head and praying along, as opening a psalm book and singing, as partaking of the Lord's Supper. Listening to the Word of God is just as much of an act of worship as any of those things. So think about it as an act of worship next time. Listen from first to last. Um, I, I get in a bad habit of going off on a rabbit hole while, the, uh, while whoever is speaking, whether it's a Bible class or, or, or the preacher or listening to someone reading a book, I will sit there, have a book open, and I will read the same paragraph four times, never absorbing what it says. We don't do that with books. We, we don't listen, tune in the first half, say, yep, I know what they're saying, tune out, come back in in the middle, and then catch the end. I, I am chief worst at this. But I I would suggest that next time you are actively listening, try listening from first to last. This takes a great deal of self-discipline. Great deal of self-discipline. God's word deserves at least this much attention. Listening from the beginning to the end. This is one of the reasons we use PowerPoints. This is one of the reasons we have visual aids. This is one of the reasons that the preacher is standing up in front of everyone. There is nothing wrong with me standing down here and presenting the Word of God. And in fact, it might make you listen a little bit more. But we do these things so that we can actively listen, so we can actively be engaged with God's Word. I said that. Look at the speaker. It helps sometimes. And I'm not saying that you have to look at the speaker always. You don't have to stare me down for the whole sermon. Look at your word. Look at, the, look at your Bible. Go back and forth. Look at them. But it helps to keep you engaged if you're looking at the person who is talking. I try my hardest to make some eye contact. That's something that I, I, I actively work on while I preach, is looking around the room and making eye contact. Look, look at the preacher. Look at the Bible class teacher. Look at who you're studying with. And if you're studying by yourself and you're listening to the Word, look at the Word. Read along in your Bible. goes right along with that. We put verses on the screen. We, we have handouts for Bible class so that you can, so you can pay attention. I tried to find a different way to say that. So that you can be along with the Scriptures. Because if we're going to put this much import on it, we've said it's an act of worship then we need to be actively participating in it. 
Listening is one of the hardest parts of worshiping God. But go to Ezra chapter 8. We've studied this. Notice what they've done in, in, uh, excuse me, Nehemiah. This is Ezra reading in Nehemiah chapter 8. So, Trey, I'm probably jumping ahead just a little bit. The whole people were gathered together in Nehemiah chapter 8. Ezra the scribe is brought forward. Ezra the priest, verse 2, brought the law before the assembly of the men and women and all who could hear with understanding on the first day of the seventh month. And then he read it. In the open square, those on the front of the water gate from morning until midday. I don't read that as morning, 1030 to 12. I read that as morning, dawn to midday is when the word is being read. We'll say it's at least, at least five hours. How long would it take us to read Genesis through Deuteronomy? And notice what the people do. All of the people were attentive to the book of the law. They made a platform for this purpose. People stood around him. When Ezra opened the book in the sight of all the people, he was standing above all the people. When he opened it, everyone stood up. That's how much respect they have for the word of God. When the book itself is open, they stood up. And Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God. And the people answered, Amen, Amen, while lifting their hands, and they bowed their heads and worshipped the Lord with their faces to the ground. And we go on to read that while they're talking about this, they're having it explained to them. They're reading the word of God, and they're explaining things to the people so that whenever they're done with it, first of all, they're listening with faith that that is the word of God. Whenever they're done with the word of God, they do something about it. So our, our last two are listen with a faith and listen to do. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 11, uh, 1. Therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, let us fear lest any of you seem to come short of it. For indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them, but the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard. You have to listen with faith. And then listen to do. Go to Ezekiel chapter 33. God is talking to Ezekiel here in Ezekiel, Ezekiel chapter 33. And he tells them that the people love listening to you, Ezekiel. But they're not doing anything about what you're telling them. Ezekiel chapter 33, look in verse 30, and this is God speaking. As for you, son of man, that's Ezekiel, the children of your people are talking about you beside the walls and in the doors of the houses. They speak to one another, everyone saying to his brother, come, hear what the word is that comes from the Lord. That sounds great. That sounds right and good so far. So they come to you as people do. They sit before you as my people and they hear your words, but they do not do them. For with their mouths they show much love, but their hearts pursue their own gain. Indeed, you are to them as a very lovely song of one who has a pleasant voice and can play well on an instrument. For they hear your words, but they do not do them. And when this comes to pass, surely it will come, then they will know that a prophet has been among them. What's the problem there? Ezekiel's a great speaker. And we talked about the very beginning. The, the, it's, it's not the word. It's not the presenter. It's not the speaker, at least in this instance. Man, we can use that as a commendation to make sure that we know what we're saying and present it in a, a way that's efficient and effective. But the, the problem here is the people. They love listening to Ezekiel. 
Maybe he looks good. Maybe he dresses well. Maybe he is well-spoken. He is articulate. He makes his points. And they love coming to hear him speak. But when they leave, they don't do anything about it. It is my opinion that this is more reminiscent of the church today than we would want to admit. They love coming. We love, we can say we, we love coming to this place to be with our brethren. And we love listening to the various men that stand up and preach. But when we leave, what do we do about what was preached? This same problem has plagued mankind. God has told them things. God himself was the preacher too. Adam and Eve. They heard it. Said, okay. Still disobeyed. Do we listen because of how well the speaker presents it? If it's me up here, probably not. But do we listen just because we like this person? We go out of our way to hear this person preach. We really like them. We want to hear them talk. And we don't recognize that they're just speaking the words of God that anyone can do. James chapter 1. James chapter 1 says, Be doers of the word, in verse 22, and not hearers only. Why? Because you deceive yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. He observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the word. This one will be blessed in what he does. We talked that active listening, good listening, brings blessings. I want to close with some passages in Isaiah. So let's open our Bibles to the book of Isaiah, specifically verse uh, chapter 55. And we'll kind of jump back and forth between 55 and 59. In order to be blessed... We have to listen. Listening to God is so, so, so very important. It is essential for our soul. Yet it's one of the hardest things we do. It's easy to sing. It's easy to pray. But listening is one of the most difficult ones. Isaiah 55 and verse 2. Why do you spend money for what is not bread? And your wages for what does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me, God says, and eat what is good. And let your soul delight itself in abundance. Incline your ear and come to me. Hear, and your soul shall live. And I will make an everlasting covenant with you, the sure mercies of David. Chapter 59 tells us, though, that God does not listen when sin is between us. It is our part as the creation to listen to God. But when that separation is between us and where sin is present, God does not listen to us. Isaiah 59, verse 1 and 2. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened, that it cannot save, nor his ear heavy, that, he, that it cannot hear. We're saying that God is capable of hearing. Look at verse 2. But your iniquities have separated you from God, and your sins have hidden his face from you, so that he will not hear. It's not that he cannot. God chooses not to when sin is present. Back in verse, chapter 55, though. If we listen, and we listen with an open heart, we know what it's for. We've given you suggestions. If we listen, God will absolutely extend his mercy. Let's keep reading. We looked at verse 3. Let's look at verse 6. Seek the Lord 
while he may be found, call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return to the Lord, for he will have mercy on him, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. It says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor your ways my ways. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts, and that's what we're listening to, the thoughts of God. I've got two more passages in Luke, and then the lesson will be yours. Turn with me to Luke chapter 9. If you need a command, if you need, if you need something that says, God says, listen. Look in Luke chapter 9. Jesus is transfigured on the mountain. Moses and Elijah are there with him. And so while they were saying this, the apostles, a cloud came over in verse 34 and overshadowed them, and they were fearful as they entered the cloud. And a voice came out of the cloud, saying, This is my beloved son. Hear him. Can't get any plainer than that. God says, This is Jesus. This is who you listen to. Listen to him. And Jesus says, This is the apostles. Listen to them. They're going to speak my words as Jesus speaks the words of the Father. So Jesus asks us a question if we're listening to him. He asks us a question in uh, Luke chapter 6 and verse 46. We've talked about actively listening. Listening to do, listening with faith, reading along, looking at the speaker, listening from first to last, making it an act of worship. The importance of listening. Have you listened to him? By obeying his word. Jesus asked in Luke chapter 6 and verse 46, and we can read this as if he is speaking to us today. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do the things which I say? So, question is, have you done what Jesus has said to do? Jesus said, if you want to be a follower of me, you need to be baptized. You need to believe that Jesus is the Son of God, first and most. Believe that He is the Son of God. You can repent of your sins, be buried in baptism, fully immersed in water, representing the immersion of Jesus into the grave, coming out as a new man, a new woman, a new creation. So, I'll offer that invitation. And that invitation stands not only now, but six hours from now. Midnight tonight, three o'clock in the morning. That invitation is always standing because Jesus is always asking that question. He's always asking, why do you call me Lord and do not do the things which I say? Hopefully this uh, lesson has been um, encouraging to us or at least given us some practical ways to more appropriately listen to the word of God whenever it's presented. And this is not just when someone is standing up here speaking, when someone is standing down here presenting a Bible class. This is when you're at your house, when you're in your car, when you are alone with the Word of God. Are you listening? That's a question I want to take uh, with us this week and ask ourselves that every day. Because if we're not listening, we can't have the blessings. So if there's any way that we can help anyone this morning uh, to have that right relationship with God, you've heard the words, then I would ask you to come forward um, and make those wishes known, the changes that you would want to make in your life while we stand and while we sing the selected hymn.